Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers have to extend their injury list. Uh, They are getting ready to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. And please, please, Lakers, no overtime this time. So heading into the game, Frank Vogel was uh, had to give the news that Rajon Rondo and Austin Reeves would not be available for their last game against the Miami Heat. As a result, the Lakers had to play nine players in an overtime game, their second straight overtime game. And, you know, we're, we're reaching the point here where <laughs> you're starting to get a little nervous about the uh, tax that is being incurred on those guys who are currently healthy. And by the way, like the guys who are currently healthy, I'm sure there's some bumps and bruises that those guys are dealing with right now too. Hopefully, or we were hoping after the Miami Heat game to wake up to some news today that some decent injury news uh, today, and we did not get any as uh, the Lakers announced that Austin Reeves is going to be reevaluated in two weeks after figuring out that he has a strained hamstring and you know this is tough it's it's really tough because the it's none of us know enough to be able to blame the medical staff right like there's none of us are 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 smart enough to be able and know enough like even if we were experts even if jen sat down right next to me which she would normally on on, on a normal just given the number of injuries that that the lakers are dealing with uh, but she is she's out of town. If if Jen was to sit down next to me, despite being a, a doctor of physical therapy, a li- literal expert on this field, she wouldn't know enough to say definitively what the hell is going on with the Lakers medical and training staff. Uh, there are the you know, with somebody like Trevor Ariza, he's 36 years old. He's played a ton of basketball and his feet just needed some cleaning up or his foot just needed some cleaning up in the case of Kendrick Nunn stepped on somebody's foot turned his ankle and then somehow developed a bone bruise that's a little weird that's a little odd uh in the case of Taylor Horton Tucker you have somebody who got hit in the hand and then had to uh, you know get surgery on 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 that hand that's a freak play that's that's a that's a bone-related injury, right? So so that's kind of hard to hold that against anybody else. But in the case of, like, the hamstring and the ab strain and, and some of the other stuff, you know, Rhonda was dealing with one. Uh, Dwight Howard earlier was dealing with, a, a you know, an, an uncomfortable neck. Now you have Reeves dealing with his thing. Uh, Wayne Ellington earlier this year had a, a hamstring pull of his own. And with those ones, it's, again... There's no way to know definitively what's going on there. But with some of those, like those are wear and tear kind of things. And it's too early for wear and tear kind of things with no contact being involved. So in those in those ones, while I'm I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, this new medical staff sucks, fire everybody again. Uh, I guess I guess what I am saying is after letting go the medical team from last year, the hope would have been that this year would be kind of different. And so far, it's been a lot of the same. Another thing that is unfortunately a lot of the same is the way that the Lakers are handling the information regarding those injuries, right? Uh, You go from Frank Vogel saying, oh yeah, it's just a a, a hamstring pull. We're just being cautious here to, 
Nope, he's going to be out. Austin Reeves is going to be out two weeks. You go with uh, Kendrick Nunn. Oh, yeah, he just turned an ankle. We're going to reevaluate him, re-evaluate him in two to three weeks. Um, and then you come to find out he has a bone bruise, so we're going to have to take a longer look at this. And then after the, another reevaluation period, you, you find out from Frank Vogel, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to have him for a while. And, and it's that es- escalation of information without any real clarity in the middle. And now some of this stuff is tough because you do have HIPAA involved, uh, where the, the Lakers medical team and the Lakers organization uh, is going to protect the patient here, which is fine. Sixers should maybe take a, bo- a page out of that book. But it's also, you know, it, it's not that difficult to, in the first place, offer up a little bit more clarity on how something happened and then be able to explain, all right, you know, for example, uh, we had, you have these grades to the strain, right? And the Lakers aren't even offering what type of, what, what grade of strain or sprain that we're talking about with any of these injuries. It's either like, oh yeah, he just kind of dinged it up or that person needs surgery. They're out for a long time. And, and again, that, cl- that, that lack of clarity, number one rule when it comes to public relations is you tell your story or somebody else is going to tell a version of it that you might not like. And what the Lakers are kind of doing here to their med team and to the players, by the way, is by not telling something closer to the full story, if you're not going to offer up the full story, but it, by not offering up something closer to the full story, you force the fan who is not educated, who is not informed, to come up with theories of their own, right? You force me into having this exact conversation with my listeners, right? What the hell is going on? How are we going from A to B on all of these injuries where the latest update is an escalation from where we were a, a day prior, right? Wayne Ellington was, oh yeah, he's he just kind of tweaked his hamstring. Hopefully we'll have him back by opening night. He wound up not playing for the first week or so of the season. And so it's not going to happen. The Lakers are the Lakers. Their PR staff is their PR staff. And their approach to this stuff is their approach. To this. And by the way, like in the case of LeBron, he doesn't, I don't think he allows information about his injuries to get released out via the Lakers. The one time it did, uh, his camp immediately stomped that out and and said that the report of when he might be coming back was actually not quite true. So uh, in, in some of these cases, it's the player's decision. In some of these cases, it's the Lakers' decision. For whatever reason, the Lakers, whether players or organization, have all kind of decided, no, nah, we're not going to offer up clarity here. And, you know, it's frustrating for us as fans because we'd like to know what the hell is going on. It's frustrating for me because I can't properly analyze the situation without knowing uh, who is going to be available. Given the, the ties that the NBA has to gambling, I would have thought that the NBA would have a further grasp on this than they have to this point. Uh, but there are so many moving parts here. There are so many different parties with different interests that it is basically impossible for the NBA or for these organizations or for the partnerships to force more clarity coming from everybody involved. So this is just kind of where we sit. Last thing on this before we move on, 
a lot of times when it comes to the analysis of this Lakers team and what it might be capable of, you hear the phrase whenever everybody is healthy or when people are healthy, when the Lakers start getting guys back. And I think at this stage, I don't know if it's necessary. I think it might be too early to say they definitively are not going to get everybody back. But I also think it's probably too late to be able to say definitively they are definitely getting everybody back at some point this season, the Lakers will have a full rotation to work with. These things are wear and tear injuries with basically 70-ish games left in the season. This is not going to be, and, and by the way, that's before we get to the postseason. So this is not, it doesn't get easier to get healthier over the course of the season. And so while it's it's very easy and probably you know gives you a better feeling in the pit of your stomach, to say, oh, yeah, everything will make more sense. DeAndre Jordan's going to play less whenever Kendrick Nunn gets back or whenever LeBron gets back. And I'm not saying that those guys definitely aren't getting back, though with Nunn, I have questions. Uh, it, 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 it is getting to a point here where you got to start saying, all right, this is the team that they have right now. How can you make that team better right now until whenever or if the Lakers start getting guys back and healthy. Speaking of that, on today's uh, Lakers Lounge, or yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, Harrison and I discussed Malik Monk and Kent Bazemore. And while a ton of inf- er, energy has been spent on DeAndre Jordan, why he shouldn't be starting, I think we also need to start kind of sparing a little bit of energy for Kent Bazemore given how bad he's been, especially in November. Uh, He's like one for 11 from three-point range in November. His minutes are kind of dwindling. He has never been as good defensively, I think, as the Lakers have hoped. And so, again, just like I discussed in the last segment, the Lakers have to start making things work for the team that they have right now. And I know to a certain extent, Frank would prefer to have guys coming off of the bench to have some continuity should more guys get healthy. But I think we are at the stage of the season where this is the team Frank is coaching and you have to start optimizing the team that is available. And then if or when guys get back and guys get healthy, you retweak whatever you need to retweak to to make those rotations work. So in this case, it's Malik Monk. And uh, Darius wrote a really good article for SilverScreenAndRoll.com discussing why he thinks Anthony Davis should be starting at the five right now and how it doesn't necessarily have as much to Anthony uh, to do with Anthony Davis as it does with uh, with Russell Westbrook. So that's really good there too. And then there are other little tweaks that the Lakers can probably start looking at to better optimize the the roster that they have right now. And then, you know, this kind of goes without saying though, I'm going to say it anyway, it might be time to start looking at tweaks that can be made to the roster to have it better fit the situation that they're going to have right now, even keeping in mind, you know, the kind of roster that they would like to have at the end of the season. So a lot going on there and a lot that is going to be discussed and a lot of time to discuss it and figure those things out. But given the the situation that the Lakers have have had to deal with injury-wise this season, and given how old this roster is, uh, and given how difficult any NBA season typically is, these issues that the Lakers have had to deal with aren't going anywhere. 
And so the Lakers have to figure out a better way to prepare themselves as they happen. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Uh, on the site, I already talked about Darius's post about Anthony Davis starting at the five. You're going to want to check that out. Uh, there's some other great stuff there on the website as well, including Alex Regla's thoughts on on the state of the Lakers right now in, in the uh, Lakers notebook that he has been putting together. Uh, we have a great preview up for the Lakers game against Minnesota tonight. So you're going to want to check that out as well. Um, and and I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the uh, the pressure cooker, which I'm I'm sorry everybody I'm exhausted. Uh, the pressure cooker, which aired last night uh, or, or a couple nights ago, by the time you guys are listening to this, I had a blast with it. We are going to continue making tweaks to it to uh, further optimize it for everybody involved. So uh, I can't wait to get going uh, more on that. Until next week. I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good